0: Welcome along to Arrow Bandwidth, whether you're listening in from your podcast provider of choice or you're watching on Arrow's YouTube channel. I'm David Smith from Arrow, and although my guest today originates from Australia, I'm pleased to say that he's joining us now in the studio in person, but that's partly because he now lives here in the UK. With over 20 years of experience working within networking and cybersecurity, our guest is currently the Director of SASE System Engineering in EMEA, for the global cybersecurity leader Palo Alto Networks. Welcome to the podcast, Joe Bombaji. Thanks, David. Good to be here. Great to have you here. Thank you. Um, so SASE, or S-A-S-E as it's sort of spelt and pronounced, I've, I've heard uh, so much about this, but um, what, what to, to you really is is SASE and your kind of definition?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously it's a buzzword. Um, You know, anytime an analyst comes up with a new buzzword, every vendor puts their hand up and says, hey, we do that, right? Which is kind of good and and frustrating. But, you know, for Palo Alto Networks, when when Gartner especially coined the term SASE, it was really based on this evolution of customers moving more and more towards cloud. And, of course, it made more sense to start moving technologies that were based on networking and, and security towards the cloud. You know, given that was kind of the intersection point of where you know, traffic was coming and going from. The good thing for us was we'd already been building this. You know, we didn't have a name for it. We were building it around the customer evolution of, you know, distributed workforces, more and more users working from home, and trying to build an infrastructure and an architecture that kind of allowed them to work efficiently with with great performance, and of course, most of all, you know, top-level security. So, we'd been building it, it had been evolving, and then Gartner came out and coined the terms. So we thought, fantastic, you know, this is, this is great, kind of validates, you know, what we've been doing. Uh, And, you know, in Gartner's definition, it was really about this convergence of networking and security, you know, delivered from the cloud. Uh, Again, that had been what we'd been building. We'd kind of done a little bit more and sort of developed it further than the the definition. You know, for us, it was really about, you know, as I said, security first or security efficacy first, making sure that we had this coverage of all the requirements of what our customers needed from a security perspective, but then also working out, how does that sort of fit or integrate at the networking level, when you think about SD-WAN at the edge, and SD-WAN, of course, had been its own uh, flavor, if you like, for so many years and still is, but SD-WAN has kind of evolved into an extension of cloud-delivered security over the years. So our strategy was really about not just ticking the boxes of saying, hey, we've got SD-WAN and we've got various forms of cloud-delivered security, it was about bringing them all together. And then furthermore, we'd kind of made sure we were thinking about the operational side. You know, it's one thing to ask our customers to shift more and more towards cloud and more and more towards internet, but how do you operate that? You know, how do our partners, how do our managed service partners operate uh, all of those environments when, when everything is far more out of control, if you like, in the cloud. So we have built in tools around visibility, operations, AI ops and so on, which we'll, we'll touch on a little later. But again, for us, it was a validation of what we're already doing. And uh, as you can see in the last few years, it's grown dramatically. Um, not to put a positive on the pandemic, but obviously the pandemic really accelerated what probably would have taken 10 years to, to evolve towards SASE. Customers kind of had to start doing it overnight. And now we're sort of more in the, how do we expand or get more value out of what was a, a reactive initiation into SASE into becoming much more strategic.
0: That's brilliant, Joe. Thanks for explaining that to me, who's clearly not as educated on this as, as you are. You've explained that really well. So where do you think that SASE is now going?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. If you think about the fact that you know hybrid work is where it's kind of come from, you know this this drive to obviously enable uh, a global workforce that can work from anywhere, whether it be at home, an airport, a coffee shop, or, or indeed an office, um, that kind of drove the initial move towards some kind of SASE architecture and then trying to get some level of Consistency is probably key now, because our customers are kind of saying, okay, we've, we used to invest heavily on the branch side, making sure the enterprise network was the best of the best remote access was kind of a, we want it to work. You know, if you don't like it, come to the office kind of thing, right? Then when the remote working became the priority and, and the, the effectively the, the, uh, uh, the network estate became sort of secondary while most people were working from home, that shift in investment and focus on security and performance went to the home user. When that was resolved, and now we're back into this hybrid of coming back to the office, our customers are thinking, well, how do we deliver that consistently? How do we make sure we have the same level of security, performance, operability, visibility for home users as we do for for remote users and, and bringing them together? So hybrid is kind of leading that as far as what does hybrid really mean from a workforce perspective. But if you think about it now and you're sort of driving so much of that application traffic towards this SASE service or this cloud-delivered service, it now becomes around, well, how much more can we do? Why should it stop at remote access? Why should it be just about zt or why should it be just about internet security? Why should we not be able to cover internet security and private application security and SaaS security and remote users and remote networks and SD-WAN? Why should we not be able to do it from that same infrastructure? So what we're really now seeing is customers who had initially invested partially in SASE, moving towards full-blown SASE in a fully unified SASE. And we're seeing customers that are only really at the start of that journey realize we don't want to get it wrong. We want to do it right from the start. How do we build a framework and put something in place which builds a foundation for what they're going to do for the next you know, several years? So that's really where it's going. What the analysts are saying is that you know by 2025, about 80% of enterprises will have a single unified SASE provider. And that's a real change from customers who used to have you know, one vendor for SD-WAN, one for firewalls, one for ZTNA and one for CASB and so on. They're sort of bringing it all together because having a single management plane, having a single area for, for logging, having a single you know, unified policy framework for all of those use cases is absolutely key. It makes sense. It dramatically simplifies, gives customers that consistency that they're looking for. And you can kind of really reduce, the, I guess, the cost of, of, of operations. And for our partners, it makes things simple as well because... Especially if you're building this stuff and you're having to operate this stuff, you want it to be as simple as possible. You know, you want to show your customers that you've got a framework in place that not only makes it simple for them, but shows customers that there are no security gaps, or at least far fewer security gaps than there would be when you kind of cobble together four or five different solutions, if that makes sense.
0: That's really interesting, Joe. Thanks ever so much. Um before we start recording this sort of off-air, you were telling me that the SASE market is worth fifteen billion dollars. What's that built on? What are the kind of components that surround yeah. that?
1: Yeah, so we're, we're sort of predicting that by twenty twenty five, you know, the, the overall market will be about fifteen billion dollars. And that, that sort of encompasses the multiple layers of SASE. So if you think about the true definition of SASE, there are kind of five components. So ZTNA, which, you know, that's the the zero trust network access, the the remote access type of thing, which is Of course, continually growing, Uh, you know, as we know, more and more users will continue to at least work from home or work, you know, from a hybrid perspective. Secure Web Gateway has kind of traditionally been quite a big component of that market and that continues to remain steady. And that's really about, you know, that sort of cloud delivered internet security, kind of a web proxy approach, uh, if you like. Um, The CASB market is probably the fastest growing component of SASE. So that's, of course, because the explosion of SaaS applications, our customers are kind of somewhat blind to the, to the usage of SaaS, how much SaaS is really flowing through their corporate estate. What do they really know? What do they not know? How do you secure it? How do you even see what anybody's doing? So that's a huge uh, component of that. So SD-WAN sits somewhere like 30 to 35% of that SaaS space. And we expect that to continue on at least for the next five years or so, because again, the corporate network estate is not going anywhere anytime soon. And as I said earlier on, unifying the edge with cloud-delivered securities is is quite important, and then firewall or firewall as a service. So there is a shift from you know what what we do or what we've done for many years at Palo Alto, shifting you know firewalls in the form factor of an appliance that gets installed in a branch or a, or a data center and so on. And that won't go away, but it will evolve to a lot of those components of security that was being delivered by next-gen firewalls being delivered by you know SASE through that cloud-delivered service. So they're the sort of five components. You know the biggest ones being. CASB, uh, firewall as a service and um, SD WAN. Um, but as I said, ZTNA is the buzzword. That's what everybody's talking about, and and that's kind of where we see that market breaking down. But as I said before, you know we're we're seeing that trend. If we look back the last couple of years and look forward the next three or four years, that trend is definitely on track. All of the analysts are aligned with that, and you know obviously from a Palo Alto perspective, our strategy is largely built around that growth in SASE. Uh, you know, that the SASE market is growing faster than the next-gen firewall market. So you can see why there is an obvious shift in Palo Alto's strategy towards SASE. Again, not that the next-gen firewall market's going to go anywhere. That will continue to grow. But there is a strong link between that market and that market. We need to make sure we're leading both of those. And currently, we are.
0: OK, so there's five components. Understood. Brilliant. Earlier on, Joe, you were mentioning about the SASE
1: framework, um, how exactly is that evolving? I think what happens is when when a need arises, you know, a lot of vendors jump up and say, okay, there's a need, customers need something, they have a problem, we, we want to solve it, we want to create a solution around this and, you know, typically you go and vendors create definitions around the problems and the solutions, we usually create frameworks on the back of that of, you know, what does that journey look like from problem to to, to solution, so to speak. And then it kind of starts to divide. You know, all the vendors will keep their hands up saying they, they are part of that resolution. Some of them will use that framework definition to fit their existing product line into that framework, and then others will go and develop and, and sort of create next generation solutions to solve that problem. SASE is a great example of that, where we have a lot of vendors talking about SASE as a framework. You know, they'll talk about SASE and sell a firewall, or talk about SASE and sell Uh, a web proxy or or something to that extent. And, you know, what we've really done here is created something new and evolved what we were already building into SASE. So I like talking about uh, SASE as a framework because it's important we understand the components, the challenges, and and what those architectures look like. But what we have here with Prisma SASE is a real product. When we talk about SASE, we sell our customers SASE. All those five definitions or the five components of, of, of SASE, our SASE solution, encompasses all five of those, and all of them are next generation. We haven't just painted a box black when it was red or, or something like that. So, it, so it's real and it's really important. So we need to make sure we take our customers on that journey. We need to show them that there is an actual destination on the back of that problem, that's what SASE is. It doesn't mean our customers will invest in all components of SASE from day one, and it's important that we're addressing our customers' problems first, but what we're really saying here is, if we solve problem one, and let's just say that's a ZTNA-based uh, requirement that the customer has. What we've actually done is future-proof them to make sure that when their needs arise around SaaS security or SD-WAN or evolving their firewall um, uh, strategy, that the, the foundation is in place and they can just either enable licenses or you know tweak the configurations to achieve those problems. So it's still a framework, so to speak, but it's a product which is more developed than just some kind of definition of a framework.
0: Joe, that's explained the framework really well. So we've spoken obviously a lot about SASE, but what do you is true SASE?
1: Well, I mean, you know, for, for Palo Alto, security efficacy is is always first and foremost on any of our products and solutions. So for, for Sassy to be true SASE, given that it is a security service, you know, it should be top level security at all times for all use cases regardless. You know, we should use a, a true zero trust approach, you know, at all times. So that, that's where it kind of starts. But then it's not really true SaaS unless it's got all five of those components. You know, And as I said earlier on, there will be vendors that play more on that security side, the SSE part of the market, if you like, and they may cover some or all of those you know, relevant cloud-limited security components. And then there are those coming from the SD-WAN side that usually have the networking components but not the security. So first and foremost, those two components need to come together. And on the security side, it needs to have all of those components I mentioned earlier on. And, and lastly, it needs to be fully unified. Where you've got, you know, unified management, unified policies, unified data. And when you've got that, then it's true, Sassy. Not just by definition of framework, work, but not just by definition of framework, but really by definition of product.
0: Joe, thanks so much for being on today's episode. It's been really insightful for me. Um, we're gonna be talking on the next episode about ZTNA 2.0. So I can't wait to talk to you about that one. Thanks very much for being here.
1: Sure, look forward to it. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for joining us today for this podcast from Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to find out more information about Prisma Sassi from Palo Networks and how we can support you as a partner as Arrow, visit the link that's on your screen right now if you're watching our YouTube video or if you're listening to this as a podcast, take a look at the description. Thanks for joining us.